Hi, I'm Reverend Carol Saunders, host of The Spiritual Forum. I'm here with a lot of interesting people who are consciously walking the spiritual path, experiencing and expressing the divine in unique ways and through unique lenses. Everyone here has wisdom to share and an interesting story to tell, all to inspire you on your spiritual path. Welcome to the Forum. Welcome, everyone, to the Spiritual Forum. I'm so glad you're here. It's a beautiful fall day in Wisconsin. Actually, it's raining, but I love the rain, too, and the colors are turning in the trees. And I'm just so grateful to be alive in this beautiful, beautiful world, and I hope you are, too. I appreciate you being a listener of the Spiritual Forum podcast. We're a message of hope, inspiration, and awakening. And I think every guest that I have on has a unique story and a unique message, and they experience the divine through a unique lens. So I know you will be blessed today by my guest. But before I introduce him, I just want to thank everybody who participates, either by sharing this podcast with friends or family, which is a really big deal. I really appreciate that. And also, if you donate or if you rate and review, if you subscribe, all those good things that podcasts need to, to thrive. I appreciate everything that you do. So let me introduce to you my guest, Randy Atkins. Randy Atkins, Jr. is a low country native of South Carolina. He creatively weaves his experience as a corporate consultant, ordained minister, community leader, and distinguished toastmaster into a tapestry inspiring people to integrate spiritual growth principles into everyday life and become leaders, change agents, and go-getters. Randy has a passion to create lasting change in people's lives through writing, teaching, and speaking. He is a pastor and associate pastor of a congregational church in South Carolina, and he's recently authored the book, Produce on Purpose, Experience Life Being the Real You. Welcome, Randy. Hey, Carol, it is fantastic to be on your podcast today. I am so excited about uh, being able to speak about my book and my experiences. So it would be really great. Yeah, I am too. I knew you were going to infuse a positive energy into this podcast. So I've been really looking forward to having you because just looking at all your, your website and reading your book and all, it's like, wow, this is a guy who brings positive energy wherever he comes, it seems like to me anyway. Yeah, I, I believe that if we bring positive energy, then that's what we will attract in our lives. And uh, it, that's what it's all about. So you come into a room, you bring the positivity, and the positivity will also come to you as well. So I, I enjoy bringing that to wherever I go. Yeah, well, it's a real blessing. I want to hear your story. But before we get into your story, can you just succinctly tell everyone who's listening what your overall message is so that they'll know why they need to hang on and keep listening to the rest of this podcast. Definitely. The overall message is this. I have seen many people waking up in the morning or giving me calls or sharing with me that uh, they're just not happy. They don't have uh, joy in their life. They're not experiencing this life in a fulfilling way. And I wanted to provide a message that would help everyone find their way to a place where they're more joyful, they have greater peace and happiness. And many of the areas that I find that that's a place that we do is throughout life, we sometimes end up putting on these masks. And the way I explain it in my book it is that many times we've become great actors and actresses 
on this big world stage that we call our life. And many times, if you are, have on those masks, you're putting on for whatever situation that you want, instead of truly becoming and thinking about how a movie's made, you have the actors, you have the actresses, sometimes you have a director. And the director at least gets to put out some of the information, but it's even better to be a producer because the producer is the one that's bringing all of the resources together, taking a movie that's your life from the beginning of a script and an idea or a thought all the way to the very end of a distri distributing that particular information out. And I wanted to share a way for us to be producers in our lives on a consistent basis, to be creators the way that we were meant to be. And so that's why I've uh, shared it in a writing, but also share it in a message every single day that we have the ability to be producers of our own life. And we don't have to wear these masks every day because it's kind of hard to juggle those masks all the time. Every situation that you're in, just show up being who you really are. Okay, I can't wait to dig into all that. But if you wouldn't mind telling us a little bit about how you got to where you are today, how you got to writing this book, how you got to pastoring the church, how you got to this message culminating as your message in the world. Yes, definitely. I have had a, ever since a young boy, a um, just a, a good passion for understanding kind of how this world works. And I actually talk about it in the book that me and my friend would sometimes take some ideas that we would have and we would build these forts in his backyard. I mean, they were the best forts. They were immaculate. Sometimes it would be Star Wars. Sometimes it might be us uh, just playing and building out a, a place where we are on the island and we're pirates, whatever our imagination could be able to bring up. But during that time, one of the things that I figured out was that an idea can become reality in this world, whether we directly do something with it or that if I really believe in a particular idea or a thought that it will come into this world in a way that is that you can see and that you can be tangible. So out of that experience, we would build those forts. Sometimes I would tell him what to do. Sometimes he would tell me what to do. But I really found out I, I kind of like telling him what to do and also being a part and see it come real. And his mom would then have us always tear it all down before the evening because we would have her backyard a mess and then we would go about our ways. But from that, throughout my life, as I started uh, going through uh, school, uh, learning about different things, I always started to think about having those ideas become reality. And um, then I, I became a software programmer, and that's where I do corporate consultancy in computer science. So as a programmer, I'm able to take something that is just an idea and make it real. So our phones, our computers, all of these uh, different devices we use today to enhance our lives, I'm able to see that become reality. And I said, well, if I can infuse that into my daily life and have these ideas that maybe where I am able to script out my life and have a better life, I would want to do that. And I always had a passion to help others. And uh, I would, regardless of where I would go for a job, I would end up in some type of leadership. So I would then ended up really going in the church at a very young age. At our church, we had deacons. I was a deacon at like at the age of 25. And so I was always sharing information, teaching 
and helping others. And that drove me to continue to have a fervor for God's word and a connection and a relationship with him as I continue to live my life. And I have seen as a experience and as a part of life that ideas and thoughts that we have the ability to form our beautiful world that we live in with love, with care, and with something that is intentional versus just allowing the world to come to us. We come to the world and bring that love, that light to this world in a greater way. So that's a little bit of, of the journey. Of course, I do many other things like in our community, uh, really want to share the information we want to bring that positivity in all areas because we can't just stay within ourselves. We have to be able to come out and experience this world and share with others. So that's a part of my journey. There's a lot I want to talk to you about that story. But first, I want to ask you, yeah. have you always had a strong faith or did, that, did you ever have a time where your faith wavered or you kind of fell off that for a while? I like that question. I believe that there's there was always uh, uh, sometimes in seasons where um, I did have a, a difficulty. Uh, one of the toughest seasons, I do talk about this in my book as well, is uh, I, my brother at the age of 19 was in a fatal car accident. And it, it was difficult for me. And, and I struggled with uh, my relationship and why I was here, because why, would, why could this happen to me? And um, during that time, I, I really had to take a step back, search within myself and say, why am I here? What's my purpose? What am I supposed to do? And I found that by me actually going through a process of you know, learning that I am connected to God, that there's something bigger than me, that there's something in this world that it has designed all of this, that that connection helped me start going through that process of saying, okay, wait a minute, I, I can't give up all. I want to be able to share. I want to be able to provide something to this world. And so that was probably the, one of the most difficult times in my life. And it actually ended up bringing me closer than pulling me away. Yeah, I think when those things happen, I mean, not exactly what happened to you, but when we have those, those tragedies, those really difficult, like we're, we, we hit bottom or we really are going through tough times, many people just reject it all, you know, and reject faith, reject God, reject spirituality, and they kind of go into some sort of nihilism. And others find it drives them towards God, the source, towards the divine. And, and it's one of those things where it's like what you're talking about. It's an idea that we can create from. We can either create a wonderful thing, or at least an empowering thing out of this tragedy, or we can have it define us and minimize us. Yes. And I ended up finding a, a better connection and a greater connection with source, with a, a connection that gave me a greater understanding of who I was, who I am, and the relationships that we potentially have in this world, how we are supposed to go about this. And that as we go out and if we are creators, if we are producers, then you're going to be fulfilled even if the external circumstances may not feel the best at the moment in time, you can still have a hope and a faith that it's okay. 
I'm going to make it through this. And as I continue to make it through this, I'm part of a bigger plan. And I'm not here to try to control circumstances or situations. Those are going to happen to all of us. And instead of me asking, why are these things happening? Can I ask, why am I here? And what am I supposed to learn from that? And how can I affect this world in a greater way? And that's what it kind of drew me to that space. Because I really felt at the time, I was like, has this world lied to me based on where I'm at? Why is this happening to me? And as I began to grow closer to understanding kind of what all of, why all of us are here and our purposes, it then became clearer that sometimes this is going to happen to each and every one of us. And here's a way to begin to walk through that process and be able to become what you were always born to be and be able to move through. Not to say we won't have emotions. There are going to be emotional times. But I know now how emotions work to my spiritual life, as well as to this physical world and what we're doing in this physical world. And having that understanding changes everything. Mm -hmm. Indeed. I know the question, who am I? Why am I here? They're fundamental questions that everybody needs to be asking. I remember when I was doing pulpit ministry, I remember as you were speaking, it came to me that I used to say these kinds of situations, these difficult times, these huge challenges, what they offered us is to answer the question, who, who will I be in this matter? Like, I, I can't do anything about what just happened to me, but I can do something about who I'm going to be. I can't control that thing that just happened. I can't undo the car accident of your brother or, or anything comparable in my own life. But I can choose who I want to be facing it and walking through it. And that's a really divine gift, don't you think? I mean, it's pretty cool that we can do that. It is a very div divine gift that I believe has been given to every one of us. And, uh, you know, truly believe that starting with what the divine and what God has provided to each and every one of us as a source and the connection of who we are, that when we are connected to him, we understand that uh, we are creators as well, and that we get to define how we are going to show up in all situations, that those situations don't have to define us. We get to define those situations and how we respond. Our reaction and our response to a situation is what we are uh, fully in control of. And then the more disciplines and practices we have in our lives that have gotten us connected and gotten us to a place where we understand what our purposes. And we have to consistently work at this. This is not something that, you know, we just arrive at. I always laugh because the GPS tells me you have arrived. And I always say, no, I haven't arrived quite yet. <laughs> I wish I did, but I haven't fully arrived, but I will, I do know that I have to work at this on a consistent basis. I have to have disciplines in place where it's either through my prayers or if you want to be meditation where you're listening to um, who you really are, who you really should be, and actively working against the negative self-talk that we have sometimes going in our heads all the time. Because I, I truly remember in a situation where um, there were times when I would just repeat over and over and over negative self-talk that, you know, oh, why did this happen? Maybe I was in a fault. There's no fault that I could have had. So you have to then begin to cast down those things or 
move those things away or we call let those things go so that you can open up a space where you can now say, what am I supposed to do with this? Mm-hmm. Now that I'm here in the situation, how can I make this life to be a, a more joyful life, a, a peaceful life? And my understanding is from from the love and from the God that I, I serve is that I'm supposed to wake up with a peace and a presence every day. And if I'm not waking up with that, what can I do? What kind of practices can I do on a consistent basis that will help me to be able to wake up in that way on a consistent basis? And it's the consistency that helps to become stronger for those times. And you are going to be in a different space when you're dealing with others in relationships as well, or dealing with your health, or just walking along the way on a daily basis. It becomes a one of those things where you now have a connection and you understand how to listen for what you should be hearing. And many have lost that that place in their lives or they have forgotten who they really are and they are being affected by all of the external things that are going on. And my goal every day is to wake up, to be in a space where I understand that I'm going to work from the inside out instead of having the outside work Mm -hmm. on the inside of me. Yeah, it's so alluring, that stuff that's going out there that's distracting us and pulling us out. And I love that you say consistency in a practice because it's not anything that we just get. It's not like we ask, oh, please help me with discipline, and suddenly we have discipline. No, we're given challenges <laughs> so, that we can, so that we can exercise discipline, so we can learn discipline and become discipline. I want to go into your, your message, but before we do that, I love your story of your upbringing. I love the story of the forts. It really reminds me of my childhood. I grew up in Northern California, and I spent 90% of my childhood outdoors. And this is back in the day where it may not have been safe. I mean, I grew up where the Zodiac Killer was out there, but, but we were out there all day anyway, <laughs> you know, and just building things yes. and creating things and imagining weird things, imagining I'm a horse. We were animals. We were different kinds of people. And it was a constant play. And I think that that's so important for children. I I do have concerns about children today and the screens and the things that take them away from the actual physical, taking a a board and putting up and making a fort or making a village or whatever it is, because that is really what kind of spawned within you, this understanding that you're a creator. Yes. And, And it's interesting to really think about our children and think about a life that each and every one of us has that in the, on the inside of us. And as time goes on, either it's through our education system or through your experiences, your imagination is told to kind of be put away. And actually, I believe our imagination is that secret power that we all have that allows us to be able to create in this world. And we need more creators. We need more producers. We need more people to tap into that creativity that was born within them. And as we have been connected, and I always believe that, you know, we talk about in the Bible, the Bible says that God created man. And when he created man, he said, it said, let us make man in our own image meaning that God, as he said, let there be light, he was a creator. He created everything in this world. 
we're connected to that same creation. And as children, I believe that it's innately there. No one has to teach you imagination when you're a child. Right. You're, you're, you have that. We would, we would do the forts, but there, were more, there was more than that. We would be outside and we would be creating everything else. And it wasn't, being, it wasn't things being fed to us. It was us just coming up with these great, imaginative, different things that we would see. Now, sometimes it would be influenced by something that we did see. But when we become more disciplined in our lives and we understand that our imagination, if we create space for our creativity, we can do all of the things that make us unique. I can't be you. You can't be me. But I believe that if we continue to put out that creativity and produce those things in our lives, that we can even pass that on to our children to have that kind of space. I think one of the major issues, and I talk about it really at the end of the book for me, is when I came into kindergarten, it's kind of like the shift. I went into an education system and uh, the teacher said, go to the line and sit crisscross applesauce. And that's one of my first memories of saying, if you don't do what everyone else is doing, you're going to get in trouble. And I believe that is the story for most of our lives. But if you think about it, the most imaginative people are the ones that are changing the world. The most imaginative people are the ones that are helping the most people. And everyone has that ability. And I'm praying that we continue to allow our children to have the space to have their imaginations, that we as adults and as ones that are growing, that we will continue to tap back into our imaginations because the world needs your imagination and the things that you think of. I think it's critical. It's so important. When you were telling that story about your having to crisscross applesauce, what came up to me is I have a kindergarten memory, kindergarten. Okay, so you're five years old. Yep. And I remember being out in the kindergarten playground and there was this fence and there was one of the boards from the fence was missing. And, you know, we weren't supposed to go near that. Some of us were curious. So I was one that was curious that just kind of wanted to go, what is that, you know? And anybody who got too close was pushed through the other side and made to stay outside the, the playground while everybody else played. And so there we were reinforced, you know, here's a rule. Don't be curious. Don't go outside any kind of boundaries. Or you will be punished and miss out on play. What a message to a kindergartner. We, we miss so much by just not capitalizing on the wonder of children. Like, they are so magnificent. I mean, we should be doing everything possible to allow their imaginations to just go wild and create everything. Because what would the world be like if yes. we weren't like stuck in those little boxes to sit a certain way or obey certain rules, sit in your desk, don't fidget, <laughs> all those things that school has us do when we could be creating. Yes. And wow, I know, I just hope. So here's the thing. I know that we're going to start talking about being a producer, but here's something that we can create. So I think what happens yes. is we get so stuck into, dang, the world is really bad. We've got this horrible stuff going on now in Israel. We've got this horrible stuff going on in Ukraine. We've got this. We've got that. We've got this. The world is so bad. We can create ourselves out of this. We can create something completely different. So that's what we're going to talk about. <laughs> Correct. And that it's interesting because of course our media is sharing information to us and that information 
is not the only thing that's going on in the world. Absolutely. I, I believe not. that there's every single day there's love that's happening. There's there's beautiful things that are still occurring. And I believe we can focus on some of that beauty on a consistent basis versus only the what the media is showing us or what's going on. Yes, those things are happening, but that's not the only thing that's happening. There are people's lives that are being changed right now. They're being transformed. They're becoming more loving at this moment. But we don't focus on that because that doesn't really get a news story. If it does, it only gets like one minute at the very end of the newscasting. So well, and we it's, know it's, if we believe. Yeah. yeah and, and part of it is our responsibility that we listen to that. Like we're still willing to listen to that. You know, I, yeah. I do think that we as a populace could say, you know what? We want to listen to some beautiful things that are going on in the world. You know, we're turning you off until you start changing that message. But we kind of have an addiction to that that dark negative thing. And I think it's because, and I think we're going to get into your book now, I think it's because people don't, generally speaking, don't know who I am, why I'm here, what is my purpose. And so we get lulled into the negativity and we get lulled into what's wrong and we don't create ourselves out of it because we haven't really faced those fundamental questions. So let's pivot to your book and finding your purpose. And I just want to say quickly that I was very intrigued about the idea that we can be producers because I don't think, I think what happens is we look at Hollywood, we look at movies and we go, oh, I, I want to, we, we uh, revere the actors. <laughs> we revere the actors and they're, you're yes. exactly right. They're the ones that are putting masks on, they're putting on personas and they're kind of reading lines, but they're doing it in their own way. So they're creating in a way, but they're not like the ultimate creative impetus of what's happening. So you're really shifting that paradigm for people. Yes. And most of the times we associate with the actor or actresses because that is what's being projected or being shown to the world. And the great talents are, are great, but they are working on someone else's script. They are learning someone else's script and while they are good at taking a little bit and changing it up. And I think that's what allows us to sometimes identify with that in our world is that we come out, we say, we're going to put on a mask in this situation over here. I'm going to show up this way. At work, I'm one person. At home, I'm another person. When I get in front of this social group, I'm going to act differently. I remember one time I would um, sometimes read the news so that I could uh, be able to participate in a conversation over here. Well, that wasn't my natural tendency to do it that way or read particular areas. I was putting on the mask at that time. And I believe that sometimes not only do we put on masks in situation or social situations, but sometimes to hide our emotions. Uh, you know, we show up to not show the emotions that may be going on at the time because either we don't want to hurt someone's feelings or we don't believe that's the way we should act in a particular area. And a lot of times that can be uh, because we have covered up trauma or covered up experiences in our lives that we have these masks and we show up a particular way. And as an actor and actress, it's the most visible thing that everybody sees. And it can be beautiful, but many times we could go talk to those actors or actresses and their real life, they're not as happy. They're not, they're not that person that they're showing on the screen. Additionally, I like to talk about the director because many say, well, then what about the director? They're very creative. I say, yeah, uh, the directors are very creative. However, in the end, the person that's putting it all together is the producer, the person that has to 
put it all together. They're the one that hires the director. They're the one that actually hires the actors and actresses. They're the ones that have put all of the resources behind it. And in the end, they're the ones that also reap the rewards of whatever it is, the most rewards. The actors and actresses do get paid. And some of them, if they're blockbusters, they get paid very well, but they still don't get paid as much as a producer. And many have to understand in our lives that we should be the creators and we should be the producers of our own lives. And we have to begin to move away. It's not anything wrong with being an actor or an actress or a director. If you begin to identify that that's how you've been showing up, it's okay. However, wouldn't it be better to be the producer of your life? And then that means it doesn't mean that you don't socialize with others. You have to bring people together to produce something. You have to bring all the resources together to do that. And you get to show up to be authentically who you were born to be. You get to write the script in a different way and you get to actually hire the people you want to hire to work with you. Yeah, I mean, I think producing, I'm producing my life. I'm not producing a show. I'm producing my life. That's just such an interesting distinction. Yes. Correct. I'm not just going to go through based on what happens or someone gives me or what's happening outside of me. I'm going to intentionally, I like, I say in the book that part of our, our purpose and what we do is that we have an intentional aim at what we do. And this is the difference between just coming into the world and allowing the world to dictate to you how you show up. You're going to intentionally aim every day to show up in a particular way so that every time you show up, the whole atmosphere changes because you're showing up intentionally by design. This is your design. If you understand your purpose, you understand your design. I'm going to show up in my design and I'm going to be able to help people. My part of my design is I'm good at teaching. I could take something very complex and put it in easy terms. Everyone can't do that. That's fine. But my purpose and my design is to show up that way and share that information. But your purpose may be different and your gifting may be different. I say, I tell in the book, I say that our general purpose, everyone has this general purpose is to please our creator. If our creator is love, then you should be showing that love every day that you walk out. That is on purpose by design that you show that love. But the second part is there's a specific purpose each of us has that's unique. You have gifting, whether it's one gift, two gifts, whatever the number of giftings that you have, you have the ability to do what others can't. And that's what we are looking for. We're looking for you to be able to have that general purpose and that specific purpose in your life that you're producing on that every single day. And every single day that we learn, we learn to do it at a greater level. We learn new skills. We learn new knowledge. We learn to do it better. And you are then able to script that life that is called my life and be authentically who you were always meant to be. Let's talk about purpose because I think people will get all this. Like, yeah, I get that. If I have a purpose, then I, I'm much more intentional. I can, I can create. But I think people get really stopped there. I don't know what my purpose is. I, I don't feel like I have a purpose. No one's told me my purpose. I don't understand what my purpose is. Somebody tell me my purpose, <laughs> which I know is wrong, but you're looking outside. But I do think people really are, yeah. are floundering with that. So what do you, what do you have to say yeah. to help people? I have to say that there are times when we have to slow down 
and stop all the noise. And this is where I encourage everyone. We, we were taught this in school when I was doing some of the seminary work was that you go away and maybe be in nature, take some time because in our fast paced lives, there's always something going on, but this is the time where you're going to get away from as many of the distractions that we have to date. And you're going to ask the divine, the source, what is my purpose? There is no particular formula, but the way that it is done is for us to provide space and to begin to sit in a more of a silence with ourselves. The, the thing that I teach and I share is that we have all these thoughts that are going on. They're distracting. And at some point in our lives, we've got to get to a place where we can be aware of those thoughts, but then that as you're aware of those thoughts that you're not going to try to change or manipulate those thoughts, just let them be and, and look at them and say, how am I thinking right now? Sit back, now ask the source of divine, your God, your creator, what am I here for? What was I, what am I good at? What, I, what is it that I'm supposed to be doing? And sometimes it's not as significant as what people think. Some people uh, put gauges on different things that they feel that people should do or not do or how they do it. It's sometimes it's the most insignificant thing that you've called insignificant. You've labeled it insignificant, but it is significant to this world that you have this ability that no one else has. And it might be to bake cookies. It might be that you're able to be able to sing. I, I don't know what yours is, but you should be able to sit in enough time. And I, if you don't have the ability to completely get away, I encourage either waking up early in the morning or if the evening is better for you to just get away from everyone. I, morning, super early in the morning was for me because my children would be asleep, my wife would be asleep, and it would be a great time for me to question, who am I? What is, what is my gifting? What do I have to offer to this world? And I, I believe that if you can ask that question, what do I have to offer to this world? That's part of your purpose. And you start moving in a direction that allows you to offer that to the world in a greater way and a more consistent way than you have ever done before. I, I think you've made two really important points. One is that it doesn't have to be big. And I think that's what happens. I think we think we're waiting for what is the one big thing? Like, what is the big thing I'm supposed to do? And sometimes it may be you're the person who smiles at people in the grocery store. You know, something you know, that, that you're really impacting the world and, and consciousness and everything just by these small acts that you do. And that's not to say that you couldn't also have a bigger purpose, but I do think that our egos have this propensity to look for this big, huge thing. Like if I'm not going to be the CEO or the, the famous person or rich, whatever it is, write a bunch of books, whatever it is, if I'm not that, then I'm insignificant. I have no purpose. Our purpose can be, can be small or large or both. So I think that's really an important point. And I think the other important point that you made is the skill set. Because I have seen this where people select a purpose that has nothing to do with what their capabilities are. You know, it would be like me wanting to be a, a concert opera singer or something. I love to sing, but I do not have 
I just don't have the skills to be a concert opera singer. I don't. So if I were to say that's my purpose, it would be kind of self-defeating. And I, I think that that would be like I, I'm not really listening inside about how I was created. I'm picking something that seems like something I'd want to do, but that's not what I'm here for. Yeah, and it's a tendency we all have to do. We will look at what looks good on the outside and allow that to influence our decision and our choices. Mm -hmm. And I always ask that everyone be true to yourself. In the book, I talk about listening to our heart instead of our head. So I'm a very analytical person being a programmer and uh, going in and a lot of the things that we do, there's reasoning behind to make things happen. As you're looking at AI becoming more important today and what it's doing, uh, what it's doing is really putting together algorithms based on reasoning. However, we were all born with this heart and when I describe the heart, this is what has been put within each of us. Your heart has this ability to share with you the true, authentic you. Many times, as you, you brought up the ego, I've, in fact, I just had a, a portion of my podcast where I said I fired my ego and found true fulfillment because our ego will often tell us that we are supposed to continue down a particular path that has to have reason or some type of you know, empir empirical evidence that it needs to be this way. I am going to share with you a completely different way of thinking and a completely different way of walking in this world is that you have a gut instinct. And this is something that science has already shown us, that you have this gut instinct that's like you have a second brain within your heart that tells you when something is right or wrong. And you know instinctively what that looks like. The example I always give is, if you're riding down the road and you might be going a little faster than you need to and you see blue lights, the initial reaction that you have is, <laughs> and it might not be the blue lights are for you, but your heart has reacted before your head has actually got to catch up with what was going on. And your heart is telling you these things all the time. And my encouragement to everyone is that we begin to listen to our heart as we begin to look at what is it that I am supposed to do and produce in this world? How can I produce more love if I am the person that I have gifting? I'm not going to look at what everybody else is doing because that if I can get away from that, that's what we were kind of taught in school. We were taught in school, go research everything, figure everything out, because if you don't, then you're going to fail the test. But life is not that way. We actually go out and we test things first, and then we find out, hey, is this a good thing for me or not a good thing? So I'm encouraging everyone to think about coming from that place in you that's already there. And a lot of the practices that um, we could have, whether it's meditation or prayer or just being able to sit in silence at, for longer periods of time, will begin to help us to delineate between the distractions that we have, a lot of the self-talk that's going on that doesn't help us move in a direction that is uniquely us. You have been uniquely designed. You've been uniquely created. And if you truly believe that, then you can start to use that as your space. And you also said something else, Reverend Carol, that I, I really like that small things. I want everyone to understand that 
small things do become big. And if we start with the small, then it is the iteration of that that will allow us to even get to bigger. And many times we don't even understand how we got from one point to another point in our life, but it was the small steps, the small tests, the small experiments, the small little things that you kept doing that allowed you to become who you are today. And that's what you want to do, but I'm encouraging you to do it intentionally and that you be that producer that says, I want to have more love in my life. I want to have more joy in my life. I want to wake up with peace every day and be intentional about doing that based on who you are. Be honest with yourself. You know, when you use the word intentional, it makes me think it's like a muscle because I think intentionality is something that's really not prevalent in our world. I don't think we're taught about being intentional or reminded about being intentional. And I, it's almost like we, we're living in this kind of victim consciousness so that you know, the wind blows us and we blow with it and, and all of that. So to live intentionally, it, it is like a muscle. I mean, I think about having atrophied muscles and then going to the gym and boy, those first workouts are so hard. And then it's like, am I going to go back the next day and the next day? And, and so what, do you, what is your advice around helping people become more intentional? Is it just more meditation, more prayer? Because I think you have to get intentional about that. It's almost like the intentionality has to be first. True intentionality begins with a choice that you understand that you do have a say in all of your situations that you have. I have studied scriptures. I've studied even some of the other religions that they all begin to align with a, a thought that potentially what you're seeing at this moment is just a mirror. In fact, the Bible tells us that it is a mirror of kind of a reflection of things that have already been thought of in consciousness throughout this world, whether it's you or others that you are seeing what you have already been thinking about. In fact, that's why even in scripture, it talks about so much about us having our, our minds right and thinking right and um, trying to move forward. So the first step has to be that you understand you want to make the choice to be intentional about what you're doing and how you're going to move forward on a daily basis. The, the concept I want everybody to understand is that if you believe that, and so this is where in scripture it talks about, it talks about faith and what faith is and us having a, an ability to understand and uh, what's going to be hoped for and looked at in this world and as we want to see it realized. But it also talks about that faith without works is dead. But the works that I'm going to talk about, is not these external things that we do on a daily basis. But it's the work that is actually talked about in scripture of casting down imaginations that are not in alignment with your creator or with your God. What if you could do that every day as a spiritual practice? Is that your imagination is what's creating your world? If that's what's happening, and I'm trying to use different verbiage because there's words that I think sometimes throw many off, but it's the same concept. That if I understand that my world is always being created by me and produced by me, that I can then move from a place where 
I allow all of the other things to affect me and I react in a particular way to now I'm going to stop and I'm going to intentionally respond in a way that is going to be beneficial to the intentional aim that I'm looking for. And I like to have an intentional aim in my life that is going to be of peace and of love. And so anything that disturbs my peace, I am actually intentionally removing those things out of my life or trying to not have those things be in my life anymore. Because if those things are not making me, and you feel it, you feel it in your body sometimes, you feel it in your soul. And this is where it's important for us to kind of start there. The practices of meditation and prayer, they allow us to get to a place where we can eliminate those imaginations that are not serving us, the things that are telling us that you're not good enough. It's telling you that you are not going to be able to do this, that there's no way you could sit in prayer for five minutes, 10 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour. There's no way you can do that. Well, what's saying that in your head? You want to cast that down on a consistent basis and be intentional about that. And that is the work that we should do. And that then will allow your faith, your imagination, your world to be changed in an intentional way. And you then become that producer on something that you were born to produce. The Bible talks about fruit. There are fruit that we can produce, love, joy, peace, patience. You know, all of that can be produced by you if you are ready to make that choice and that decision. You're more powerful than you think you are. And I, I always say, if we all awaken to that, if we awaken yeah. to the power that you truly have on the inside of you, that who you really are, then you will then stand up every morning and you'll be intentional about doing this. You won't allow anything to stop you. You won't allow the distractions to be in your way, but you will do it. And you will say, oh my gosh, my life has completely changed. The things that used to affect me, how they used to affect me, how they used to change me, they don't do it anymore because I'm being intentional about how I show up. I, I love you got me kind of going back. there. That's okay. Right. I love the metaphor, the producer, because it comes back to that. This is your show. This is not your show. This is your life. You're producing your life. Look at your life right now. This is what you've produced. What else do you want to produce? <laughs> and if you don't like it, yes. it's your show, you know, or it's, I, mean, I keep saying show, but it's, it's a metaphor that kind of goes along with the life. I think that, I think just re remembering that that's the role, that's the role that we want to be in, the producer, even though it's normally behind the scenes and we don't see that person, that we are that person because that person couldn't ever create something without intention. You know, it's like you, you can't create without intention. You don't just accidentally create stuff. Think about all the inventors in the world or artists. They, they don't just slap paint on and walk away and art comes out. You know, it's, there's a whole intentional process. So yes. I keep coming back to your metaphor of being the producer that kind of helps me say, this is where we become, why we become intentional. And I agree with you. If, yeah. if we had any idea who we were, if 10% if of the world woke up to who we really are, our authentic nature, yes. the amazingness of us, the world would change like that. It would change like that, I think. Yes. I also liked what you said about choice, because I do think we have a choice 
in what in in saying yes to our purpose or acknowledging this is what I'm accepting as my purpose. I remember when I founded a church back in 2010, and I remember like I started it, and I had all these people coming to this church that I was starting, and I knew nobody there, and I started to kind of get overwhelmed. This is a calling that I had to start this church. I started to get like uh, my, my mm-hmm. purpose. I started to get kind of overwhelmed emotionally, like oh my gosh, and I went outside. And I had a conversation with God and it was kind of like, what I got was, mm-hmm. you don't have to do this. You, you can, or you can't. Mm-hmm. It's your choice. Yeah. And then my, my choice, what I do next yes. was I walked back through the glass doors and I walked into the room and I held my first service and, and I did that, but I, I produced that. I could have, I could have said, you know what? I don't think so. And then, you know, kept going out the other way and not done that. I had a choice. And I love that about creativity and producing our lives that we can say yes, or we can say no. We don't have to carry out what we've started, but we have the choice to do so. And and it's as we learn, as we grow, we get to make those choices. There are no hard and fast rules. And many are looking for rules, but rules and remember all of those things are typically coming from the outside, not from the inside out. And as we learn this process that, that these things that we have on the inside, you get to make a choice and your free will is never taken away from you unless you give it to something. You have the ability to make these choices to produce on the purpose that you have and how that is projected to this world is your choice. Because you could still have your purpose and it can be shown in many different ways. And I believe many get caught in a place where they believe that their purpose has to be projected in a particular way in this world. It doesn't. You have the creativity to show that in a different way. All artists don't paint. All artists don't draw. All artists are, are completely different in what they do. I remember going to Italy and being in Florence and seeing all of the sculptures and they told us how it was done. There are artists that work with sculptures. Whatever you have been given, you have the ability to project it into this world in new and creative ways. There are new ways to do things. And in fact, like you look at technology today, a lot of what you're seeing is new ways to express things that have already been expressed in a different way. They're just not the same way anymore. The uh, way that the industrial revolution started here and you had machines doing the the people on a a line, then it turned to machines doing it on the line. And in fact, today you have AI doing some of that. It's It's the same thing, but it's being expressed differently. And I give that example because that's how we can do our lives. We have the ability to make those choices. There are no hard and fast rules of how you have to do that. And when we show up authentically, we have to give ourselves permission to show up in a way that is authentic to who we are and give yourself permission to grow because none of us all start being a tree. We start (laughs) as being the seed and then the seed grows. And as time goes on, you become a tree, but it takes time and we have to give ourselves that kind of grace, that kind of mercy on our own lives as we move forward. 
Okay, Reverend Randy, I want to give you the last word. We've got another about five minutes or so, and I'm sure I didn't cover everything that you want to cover. So I want to give the last words to you. What do you want to say? I want to share with everyone that you have the ability to make the best of this life. You have the ability to wake up every morning with joy. You have the choice to wake up with peace. You have the ability to have fulfillment, that you don't have to continue the way it has been. I encourage you to connect with source, connect with your God, connect with your creator, and take some time to not only connect from a spiritual sense, but connecting your soul, where your mind, will, and emotions are, and also connect in the body, which is your physical way of connecting to this world with your five senses. When you understand that if you want things to go from the inside out, your whole perspective of this world changes. Instead of allowing all of the things that are happening to the, in this world to affect how you move every day, I want you to be intentional about coming from the inside out. What is your spirit telling you? What is your heart telling you of how you are to live? Let's be intentional about sharing greater love into this world. I love the analogy that we are all light. We all have light that we can emit. Even in a dark world, even when things don't seem quite the way that we want it to look and how uh, things are going on, and we see wars, we see rumors of wars, we see issues, we see killings happening in schools. Even in the midst of that, you get to be a light. You get to be able to share that light in this world and share that love in this world. You might feel that it's insignificant right now, but I encourage you that if we keep putting all of these lights together, if you keep being intentional about being that love in this world, that we will continue to change the consciousness of this world, we'll continue to change how everyone's connected to the creator and what we were born to do. You'll begin to produce your own life. Remember that your life is a series of many movies. As the scripture tells us that there's a, there are seasons to our lives. There are time and season to everything that we do that your mini movie that you're creating right now, there's a season in your life. I had a season in my life where we were raising children. Our children are now getting older. We're changing to another season in our lives. There are going to be seasons that you're going to have that you're going to be able to do different things. I encourage you that you produce intentionally in every season. You won't be able to do the same things in each season. You are going to be different in every season, but you produce on that purpose that you were created to produce on. And I truly believe that as you do that, you will be able to make this world a better place. You'll wake up with more joy. You'll also have that happiness and that smile to be able to share with this world on a consistent basis and that you will be working from the inside out instead of from the outside in. Take off those masks. Yeah. You don't need them anymore. You can be authentically who you were born to be. You can experience this life being truly who you really are. Are, I encourage everyone, produce on purpose, experience life, being the real you. Thank you, Reverend Carol, so much for this oh, opportunity. Gosh. Real, a real pleasure. I think, I think if anybody's in South Carolina, they should make their way to your church. And the book, again, is Produce on Purpose, Experience Life, Being the Real You. I'll have a link to that in the show notes and anything else that you want me to share with my audience. Thank you so much for bringing your light to my yes. podcast. I enjoyed every moment of it. Thank you for such a great time, a great interview and experience. And 
I pray that everyone in the audience that hears this message will be enlightened and also start down their journey of a greater awakening and living a, a greater life in a better way. I agree. We'll be intentional about that. That is happening. Thank you. Thank you, everyone, for joining me and, and go be the light in the world in your own way. And I now close the spiritual forum, but join me again next week with my next guest. Next week with my next guest and have a fabulous, fabulous week. Thanks for listening. If you like this podcast, you can let me know by leaving a positive rating and review on your favorite podcast app or make a tax-deductible donation at thespiritualforum.org. The Spiritual Forum is a podcast, prayer, and retreat ministry affiliated with Unity Worldwide Ministries. Thank you again for being a part of the Spiritual Forum community. And remember, you are an amazing, divine, and powerful being. Thank you.